Hello and welcome to the Teachers Inspire podcast for 2022. Organised and run by Dublin City University, Teachers Inspire is an Ireland-wide initiative that seeks to celebrate teachers and to recognise the transformative role they play in our lives and in our communities. My name is Louise O'Neill and I am delighted that I have been asked once again to curate and share with you the many uplifting stories about teachers who have made a difference in your life. Check out these stories and more on the website teachersinspire.ie. One of the four inspiring teachers to receive a Desmond Award in 2021 was Una Smith. Una is an English teacher and she has been teaching in Virginia College in County Cavan since 2004. She was nominated by Shauna Sheridan and when Teachers Inspired visited Una earlier this year to present her with her award, Una said that as a teacher, you hope that along the way, somewhere you do inspire children to be the best of themselves, to be the best people that they can be, to be the happiest version of themselves, to be content with themselves. And this is a clip of some of what Una said about this and about Teachers Inspire. To receive the Teacher Inspire Award, it really is lovely. What it does is highlight, I suppose, the work that teachers do up and down the country, day in, day out, and the wonderful uh, people and uh, that they are um, showing kindness, you know, uh, to students, you know, teaching their subject, teaching the courses, getting students to the next level of their lives. And that's important. So certainly, you know, the word inspire is key there, isn't it? I suppose you hope that along the way somewhere that you do inspire children, you know, to be the best of themselves, to be the best people that they can be, to be the happiest version of themselves, to be content with themselves. Because I think it's so important that the children learn to be themselves, unique, individual, and to be as content as they can be in the world that they live in. So what was it like hearing Ms. Smith's voice there? Oh, sorry. Do you call her Ms. Smith or do you call her Una now? Una now. Oh, yeah. you're a big girl now, yeah. Shauna. Yeah, get to call her <laughs> Una. <laughs> so what was it like hearing her voice there again? It was quite emotive hearing that. And it's nice to kind of hear her being so honest and true. Mm. And you really feel like she didn't know how good she was and what mm. an impact she made just mm. hearing that little clip. So... Mm. Um, and I suppose the the big question, like, why did you decide to nominate Miss Smith for this award? Well, I was actually sitting, supposed to be working at the time. I was working <laughs> from home. <laughs> and you were on Ireland's AM and you were talking about the awards. And I just sat there and I thought, God, like, Miss Smith made such an impact mm. on my life, Una. <laughs> mm. And she'd really be deserving of that award. And I just sat there on my lunch hour then writing up the whole... A piece about her and mm. what an impact she had on me and I just thought she really does deserve this because I wouldn't be sitting here doing this job that I was supposed to be doing yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for her yeah like I was there writing press releases and stuff and I thought god like she had such an impact on me to believe that I could actually write something mm. that somebody else would want to read mm. and I mean even reading your you know the piece that you submitted uh, to Teachers Inspire like it was very clear that you're you know, that you're a very natural writer. I found yeah. it, I found it really moving. I mean, it just sounded like you were having such a difficult time when, yeah, you know. It was a tough year. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that she was there 
on like an academic perspective, like giving me that belief in what I could do as regards to the leaving cert. But on a personal level as well, she wasn't just a teacher. She'd kind of become like a school mommy. Yeah. She was somebody I could go to and she was somebody that believed in me and wanted to see me do well as a person and help me get through the year as much as what she could do. Yeah. And she definitely did that. And I mean, obviously, I don't want you to talk about this if you don't feel comfortable, but do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that year or? Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, So my mother was recovering from breast cancer when I was going into my leave and start year. She'd just finished her treatment. And then in October, my father took his own life. Mm. Um, So not an easy few months. We were already kind of struggling to kind of come to terms with mommy having been sick and starting to get better, but we knew she'd have to have another operation. And then the bombshell of daddy dying. Yeah. It was it was tough going and yeah. like you were there trying to do a leave insert, which is one thing anyway. Mm. And then to have all this on top of it, mm. it was a whirlwind. Yeah. And I mean, I, I agree with you. I suppose there's so much pressure putting students in leaving search anyway, you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of that I think is sort of manufactured by the media as well. And I, I know students do feel that immense amount of pressure, but to be going through something like this at home yeah. as well is just an enormous weight to oh, be carrying. Definitely. But I kind of found as tough as it was, it made me realise all the things I could do. Mm. Like having Miss Smith say to me earlier in the year, you know, some people in this class will get an A. Mm. I'd kind of gone in thinking, OK, this has all happened. Daddy's yeah. gone. Yeah. This woman believes in me and I can do it. It was kind of like a push in the right direction, as awful as it was. Yeah. It kind of made me wake up and say, OK, this is what I need to do. I need to put the head down. And Miss Smith believes me. I can get an A in English. And if yeah. I can get an A in an English exam, I can do OK. And I can pass the leave insert. Yeah. So. And I find that like quite extraordinary because I'm sure that like if you asked Una Smith do you remember saying there are people in this class who are capable of getting an A and to think that it had such an impact on you. Yeah, for it to just be like in my head and just think of it one day and be like, you know what? Yeah, she was right. Yeah, yeah. And like, and I, you know, and I'd love to know, like, I suppose, were there other people in the school environment who were aware of what was going on at home or was like, did she stick out just because I suppose she made such an effort to really help or? I suppose she stuck out because she really like sat down me after classes and I felt like she was trying to get to know me as a person to help me through it she was just so genuine all the time now there was other teachers who were so lovely and I chat away to them as well but with Miss Smith there was academic side and then there was the personal side so there was the two Yeah, and I just felt really comfortable around her like she didn't have that no, oh, she's a teacher kind of vibe yeah. to her. Like, I wouldn't have crossed her. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't a regular teacher. No. She was a cool teacher. A cool teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just felt comfortable around her and that I could trust what I was saying. Yeah. 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 Um, and you mentioned um, in the piece that you submitted about, I think it was a personal essay that you had to write for the English exam yeah. and that she had given you advice beforehand. And I'd love to I'd love yeah. to just to hear you talk about the advice she gave you. When we were preparing for the essays that we knew we'd have to write, she was saying writing about personal experience is the best thing to do. Like, don't be trying to make up a story in your head last minute. Talk about something that means something to you. And I remember actually smiling when I opened the paper and I'd seen it, like I can't remember it word for word, but it was about the kindness of people, write mm-hmm. a personal essay on that. Mm-hmm. So after the year I'd had and the kindness that I'd seen, yeah, 
it was so easy to ride. Like I just kept going and going. I don't think anyone else was probably smiling during an even yeah. series. But I was there like, this is going to be good. <laughs> the people next to you are like, oh my God, what, yeah. what does Shauna know that we don't yeah. know? <laughs> You're like really unnerving. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I suppose how, when, when you when you think back um, to that time and I suppose the support that Una Smith gave you, like how important do you think that is or how important was it to you? It was so important. I don't think I actually would have gotten into school as much as yeah. what I did. Like if I'd have felt I was going into school and I didn't have an English class and know that afterwards if I didn't want to go to the next class straight away, if I wanted to have a bit of a chat, that I could do that with her. Yeah. And if I didn't have that, I think... I probably would have struggled an awful lot more than what I did. It was having that kind of safety blanket while I was in there. That's what it felt like for me. Yeah. And just knowing I had a safe space or if she had to see me in the corridor and thought there was something up, she would have been the first one over. Like mm-hmm. I know she would have. And yeah, she was always kind of keeping an eye on me. That's how I felt. Not yeah. in like an intrusive way or that she started to annoy me or anything like that. It was just very much in the background. I'm here and if you need me. Yeah. And that's a, a hard balance to get right, particularly yeah. with a 16 year old girl where you're, as you, you know, yeah. trying to, I suppose, have appropriate boundaries, but also yeah. let them know that you're that you're there to help. Yeah. And and you said as well that you had um, d- you have dyslexia. Dyslexia and dyspraxia. Yeah. So I suppose school, prob- I'm not, well, I don't want to put words yeah. in your mouth, but w- was school difficult just on an academic um, perspective at times because of that? Or Definitely. And the fact I tried to hide it so much and was so resistant against it when I found out in primary school about this the dyslexia can't even say it yeah. <laughs> um, I was so annoyed about it I really wanted to hide it I was like well, nobody else here has this Yeah. I was like let's just ignore that like I was told I could be exempt from Irish refused to do it L- looking at the leaving cert now I probably wish I would have been exempt <laughs> but um, I wasn't <laughs> you're just too determined yeah. yeah and I just yeah I felt like I was never good enough mm. until the leaving cert when I seen that A yeah. <laughs> and I was like okay yeah. no I am <laughs> yeah I love but that but it took getting that far to feel that way <laughs> yeah and I suppose just you know having I suppose someone as you said who really believed in you who yeah. belie- and, and I think even that push you know that it's not just oh this will be easy it's like no you'll have to work hard but that you are capable of yeah, it you'll get there yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's gorgeous well I know this is called Teachers Inspire but Shauna you are also very inspiring <laughs> so thank you so much for coming in and for being so honest um, yeah. and for writing such a beautiful tribute to Una Smith yeah it was yeah the right thing to do I'm very yeah. glad that I did it and yeah. that she got recognised yeah thank you so much Shauna it's lovely to meet you yeah really nice to meet you as well <laughs> Joining me now is Dr. Audrey Doyle. She is an assistant professor in the School of Policy and Practice in DCU's Institute of Education. She was previously a teacher and principal of a post-primary school. Audrey is also part of DCU's Anti-Bullying Centre, which is a national university designated research centre located in the Institute of Education. The centre is known globally for its research excellence in bullying and online safety. So it goes without saying that the well-being and mental health of all students is paramount for Dr Doyle and her colleagues. And I'm delighted that she is here with us today. Hi, Audrey. Hello, Louise. It's absolutely lovely to be here today. So nice. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, And I suppose my first question is, you know, how did you feel 
after you heard what Shauna said, um, this was particularly what she said about her teacher, um, Una Smith. I suppose there's two things really I, I thought about. I was, I, I suppose, awe will be mm. in the thing about Shauna herself yeah. in that here was a girl with amazing challenges in her life. And yes, she was telling a story about somebody else. Um, and I suppose while that was unravelling, that story about Una, we heard the amazing story. And I mean, she's such a special person. Mm. But uh, the story about Una, I think, is so inspiring. And as a teacher, I think on, on the one hand, she is an amazing teacher in that she was she carried out the role she was supposed to carry out, which was to educate Shauna. And I know that sounds mad, but that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, but she uh, when she met Shauna in her classroom, she initially had a student that was failing. Um, she she had a student who basically had special needs, dyslexia, dyspraxia and I think for Shauna, Shauna really believed that she was not going to get her leaving cert. Mm. Una noticed this. She could have easily looked at her and said, well, look, there's no hope. Mm. But she began to see possibilities for Shauna and imagine possibilities. So much so that Shauna then began to imagine them herself and was motivated. The second thing I know is it's just so I mean, that's what a teacher should be doing. Mm. It's inspiring. Where it goes beyond inspiration, I think, is that that she had a six year class. Una had a six year class, a very busy class. And yet her sensory observation was able to pick up on the gestures from Shauna, the sadness from Shauna, her tacit knowledge of Shauna, you know, realizing there's something not right here. And she gave Shauna a safe space, yeah. you know, a safe space to narrate her story to sh- to her, to tell her about the tragedy, to tell her about her feelings, but also her sense of, I suppose, not her lack of capacity to get a leaving cert. And what the words of her um, story that really touched me were about silence mm. in her life. It had all become silent. And then Una stepped in to, I suppose, fill the silence Mm. with words, with chats, with how are you today, with a smile. It's the small gestures that had such a huge impact and that, you know, I suppose it was the synthesis of all that that became really the inspiration then and impacted on Shauna. Yeah, it's such a gift. I mean, it's such a gift that a teacher could give um, a student. And I suppose when you obviously when you have a, a student like, you know, who is going through something so tragic and and so difficult, but presumably for for teachers that they must see an entire spectrum um, mm. of issues and complications and and I know that you know you believe that and I'm going to quote you here that like mental health and well being of students is fundamental to the life of a school and I suppose I'd love to hear you maybe talk a little bit more about that and 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 what you see as a teacher's role in that. Yeah, I I really do believe that mental health and well-being is fundamental. I don't think there can be education without well-being Mm. and flourishing of students. I mean, what is education about, really? It comes to the very edge of the purposes of education. But really, when you think about, you know, what can a teacher do even? What is their role there? A teacher coming into a school in the 21st century sees everything. Mm. 
you know, when you look at, you, you have a student, particularly in post-primary school, from the age of 12 to 19, they're navigating an adolescence, growth on every level, particularly building an identity. And when you look at their identity, their physical identity, their social integration, emotional um, chaos sometimes that's going on, as well as then having to, um, I suppose, negotiate high stakes exams and learning. Very, very difficult. But add to that then poverty, homelessness. I mean, so many teachers are now encountering students who are living in hotels, but also then you have um, quite a lot of immigrant students coming into our schools and they are carrying geopolitical upheaval mm. and religious upheaval mm. and I mean the trauma that yeah. they are carrying. So all of that then adds into then responses to the, the, that particular um, what I would call ill-being um, and, and students I mean, bring that into the classroom with their misbehaviour yes. because that's how they're responding to it with yes. their anger, uh, absenteeism. You know, we think about all the different ways that they and ill health would become huge where students actually cannot learn. They cannot do their homework. They cannot even engage within the the classroom. Mm. And a teacher's response to that is to not just see the student as a learning machine. Mm. I think they have to see the holistic student and respond accordingly. And which must be difficult because I'm sure for so many teachers, you know, you've only got so many hours in the day and you have to cover the curriculum and you have exams coming up, you know, particularly let's say in a post-primary situation. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, you're not expected, but I suppose there's a part of you that would hope that you would be able to offer, as you said, that safe space. Yeah. But you know, you're not a therapist and like, you know, it's, yeah. it's it must be a very difficult thing to navigate for teachers. I have to say it is because a teacher's life is absolutely manic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go from class to class, you could have nine classes a day of 40 minutes, mm-hmm. moving, 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 hundreds of students you're going through. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think particularly, and I'd say in Ireland, we have an ethic of care about our students. Mm. The relationship is the most important thing to teachers. It's funny, you know, with whenever you mention like teachers, there's always this, oh, you know, these kind of comments about oh, teachers and their hours and teachers and mm. school holidays. But, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm just thinking this is an incredibly complex job because there are layers upon layers, mm-hmm. you know, of, I suppose, and the responsibility of that, that not yeah. only do you have to educate this child and sort of, you know, get them to a certain academic standard, but also, as you said, like, you know, making sure that behaviours aren't tolerated in the classroom, almost having like eyes in the back of your head to mm-hmm. sort of analyse all of their their actions and, and from like one eye roll, what you can sort of pertain about the class um, as a whole. It's it's quite it's quite complex, really. It's it's yeah. it's amazing, really, to hear you lay it out like that. It's um, I think it's the most amazing job mm. because it's 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 a human encounter with with you know adolescents yeah. who are amazing and yeah. dynamic and um, so lovable. You know, I mean, that's the other side of it. And you know what you're being asked to do is unbelievable, and that's why you get tired. And I think it's the intensity, it's the constant. And I talk about sensory observation. You're watching all the time. Mm. You know, you have 30 in a class Mm -hmm. and you have to make visible the invisible. Mm. And that is every student has to be visible in your eyes. They can't be invisible. So you have to name them, you have to call on them, you have to look at them, you have to hear them so that they can respond to you and that you then can open that space Mm. whereby they are seen as real human beings and not just 
objects in a system and they're all batched, you know, and, uh, you know, we just all we want them all just to get an A. Yeah. And yes, we do want them to get an A, but we want them to become the person that they are. Mm. And that is and drawing that out of them, you know, trying to give them that space to become that they can utter who they are and voice that who they are is hard for teachers. Hence, we talk about the holidays, but by the time you get to teachers are now. Yeah, my sister is a primary school teacher. And yeah, yeah, it it is. It is tiring. And it's and, you know, it's not just then they have a weekend off. They're planning, planning, planning. It's on ongoing all the time. Yeah, but it's it is a wonderful job. And I suppose that's why we want, you know, I suppose the best of the best to be choosing education, yeah. you know, as their as their career so that they can continue to, I suppose, as you said, I don't know, create an environment where children can become the people that they were, you know, intended to, to be. be yeah. um, and I just think, yeah, I just think that's in- incredibly inspiring. And I suppose that's why we're, we're here with this podcast um, and just really giving teachers their their dues and um, and just acknowledging how important um, and inspiring their work is. Um, so thank you so much, Audrey, for coming in and talking to me today. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Louise O'Neill and thank you for joining me for this episode of the Teachers Inspire Ireland podcast for 2022. You can hear all of the episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find out more and maybe tell us about a teacher that made a difference in your life at teachersinspire.ie. Until the next time.